My name is Dr. Asha Sefanit Wadasi. And like many people of African descent, I used to live in the UK, but I always had a dream which developed into a plan to move to an African country of my dreams. After traveling around several African countries on the African continent, I finally settled on Malawi, a small country the size of the UK, which is in the east side of the African continent. And I love it here. My podcast is about my life in Malawi, how I got here, how I'm managing to stay here, and some of the interesting things I get up to during my daily life. I also focus on helping you to break through with your own best life plans for living in your own hot country of your dreams or just having the life you want. I also look at your money freedoms, your job freedoms and many other things that can help you to get that best life. So stick with me as I take you through the Living Your Best Life in Africa experience. It's going to be a blast. Greetings, everyone. Let me start by thanking you all for your fantastic responses, which I've been getting about my podcasts and my videos detailing my life in Malawi. Thank you all so much for staying with me and for sharing my content and taking the time to comment. I really appreciate you all. One of those comments was about the episode numbers not being part of my podcast introduction. And you'll know if you are a regular listener to the podcast, I've changed the introduction slightly. I didn't know that some people use the episode numbers to tell them how far behind they are with listening to podcast episodes. Makes perfect sense to me now. So in homage to those of you who rely on the episode numbers... From this episode onwards, they will make a comeback. This week, you're listening to episode 124. So, because I'm still inspiring you all to take the plunge and start your small but mighty side hustles, this week is no different as I near the end of the sign-up period for my new side hustle startup classes, which start in two weeks' time. I've had to delay the start because, number one, I had to move house suddenly due to an ant infestation where I was living, and that took up time I hadn't planned for. And the other reason is that I will be travelling to the Gambia in a few weeks' time, and I really wanted my students to be able to share some of those experiences with me. So moving the start date on by two weeks will mean that students on this year's coaching programme will be able to see some of the sights and sounds of the Gambia and will also be able to ask me questions which I can then ask to my friends who live there and who have businesses there. So it's all good. So if you want to be in on this and register for my next Start Your Side Hustle coaching programme, then all you need to do is to go to bit.ly forward slash register for SYB. That's bit.ly forward slash register for SYB. And register for SYB is all one word and everything is lowercase. 
Once you click that link, you'll find everything you need to register for the course. The coaching program takes you through all the key side hustle startup actions that you need to take. On the course, you'll find a side hustle that you love and are passionate about. And I will give you at least 4,000 different side hustle ideas from your own passions and interests. You'll also learn how to use your existing networks and create networks to advertise your side hustle to people who are looking to buy from you. And you'll also learn to stay in regular contact with your side hustle community. I'll help you to work out your current money situation so you understand how much you need to earn from your side hustle to start buying back your time and to help you to understand the money you need to get free. You'll create your own side hustle launch plan. You'll use an easy tracking system to help you organise your time and your side hustle tasks and to keep yourself on track so you finish. And throughout the course, you will be supported in a private space with private coaching And you'll also have access to my alumni of past students who have gone on to set up their side hustles. What's not to love? You can find the link to more information about the coaching program at the bottom of the show notes where you're listening to this podcast episode. I'm really looking forward to seeing you on the course because I know what this course can do for you. You don't have to have a dream like I did about living in an African country or any other hot country for that matter. But you do have to have a dream to change your life and to live a life where you get to decide what you do every day. If that's you, then I'm waiting to work with you. So this week, I'm talking about how my side hustle helped me to buy my land in Malawi. So when I moved to Malawi, I wanted to take time to figure out where I wanted to live. And what I found out is that Malawi is a country of two halves. The north and south of the country has the type of weather that is very much like the UK, only warmer. This means that it's colder in the winter months with the coldest temperature being around 18 to 23 degrees and then during the summer months the temperature can rise into the 30s. Now what you may not know about me is that I have suffered from an active sickle cell trait all my life including hospitalizations. And one of the side effects of that condition is that I feel really cold most of the time and I find it difficult to get warm and to stay warm. And this is why I always wanted to live in a hot country of my dreams so that I would wake up warm, be warm all day, go to bed warm. So when I moved to Malawi, I wanted to take my time to find the hottest parts of the country so I could live there. So when I moved, I first lived in the south of the country 
and I also visited the north of the country quite a bit. And what I found was that the weather in the winter was like a standard UK summer's day and that wasn't enough for me. I didn't want standard. I wanted heat. So recently, I decided to move and I now live in the centre of the country in a place called Salima. And I can honestly tell you the weather is everything I have ever dreamed of. The minimum temperature in the winter months is about 21 to 24 degrees and the maximum temperature in the summer months is about 31 to 38 degrees and I'm in heaven and because of that I decided to buy my land in Salima and I will be building my house next year. So one of the things I was always firm on is that side hustles can help you make the new money you need to do things you perhaps would not get the opportunity to do if you were relying on just the income from the job, from your nine to five. So I set myself a challenge that whilst in Malawi, I would only buy assets using money made from my side hustles. And if you follow my podcasts and the things I am doing, you will know that I have three side hustles. These three side hustles combine to give me a good income that allows me to live a really good life in Malawi, where the cost of living is very low compared to the UK. So whilst in Salima, I've been searching for land to purchase because I want to build a home and I want to leave an inheritance for my children and grandchildren in the form of a family home where they can come to take time out, a home which is theirs and where they can do what they want in that space. Now, when you're buying land in Malawi and maybe in other African countries like Ghana, where I also tried to buy land, but definitely in Malawi, You don't actually own the land in theory. That is because there is a belief that all land is given by God and should be distributed to the people based on need. So what should happen is that the land is administered by the chief of the area. The chief is the guardian of the land. So you go and see the chief. You tell the chief your problems related to why you need the land. And then the chief matches you with land that is appropriate for your needs. That's how it's supposed to work. And in a lot of areas in Malawi, it still works this way today. But like a lot of African countries, in other areas of Malawi, it doesn't work this way. The remnants of colonialism and creeping capitalism are feeding opportunities and greed And land that should be leased to families for a lifetime and then passed on to the next generation in the family for eternity. Well, that system is still in play. But now you are being charged to buy that eternal lease. Now people are selling land their families got for free. And there is something really distasteful about some of the people doing this who will sell land to anyone as long as they have big money to pay. People from other Western countries can be oppressing the people one day, but the next day someone else will sell them land. 
Thankfully, the government in Malawi is now clamping down on this and some land has been taken back into government ownership because of who the land has been sold to. And this is really comforting because one thing I certainly don't want is to move from one oppressive environment to find myself living in another environment looking at my oppressors. So this is not what I want. So I'm glad the government is clamping down on this behaviour. And in the area where I live, there certainly isn't any of that. So when I went to get my land, I had to buy my land from a family who also bought the land from another family. The family originally bought the land for a small amount of money and then sold that land to me for several times the price they had originally paid for the land, having owned the land for 13 years. They didn't have to do this, but it's clear that the family bought a large plot of land as an investment and are now selling smaller plots of the land to make money. I have no control over that, but the plot of land I have purchased is a great size in a good location, very near to the main road and near to good transport links to the main cities in Malawi. And the key thing I want to say is that I paid for my land using only my side hustle money. It's not that I don't have any other money I could use to buy the land, but I wanted to prove that even if your side hustle is small, over time, if you love what you are doing, you will want to wake up every day and do something to grow your side hustle. And when you do that, you make money. And for me, that money that I earned goes into a separate pot and I used some of that money to buy my land. Your side hustle, being able to feed your plans and your dreams, is something that my healthy alumni of students who took my coaching course will attest to because they're now making new money that they would not have been making had they not started their small but mighty side hustles. So when I bought my land, I paid about £2,000 for my land. To buy my land, I first of all had to send my friend to negotiate the price for me. You see, there is the same belief in Malawi in other African countries as there is in the Caribbean and in some parts of the UK and the USA. That if you are black and you are coming to buy, you will be charged a higher price. In Western countries, there is irrefutable evidence that black people pay higher living costs for everything. But this is particularly pronounced when living within other black communities. In Malawi, things are slightly different. The belief is here that if you are from the UK or America, which is called USA, so if you're from the UK or USA, then you are an opportunity for sellers to make money because of the belief that Africans from Western countries are rich. So if I was going to buy the land myself, I would have paid at least £1,000 to £3,000 more for my land. And once that position on the land has been reached by the seller with me, there would have been no going back and I would either have had to buy or walk away and look elsewhere. So I sent my best friend to negotiate to buy the land for me. 
And he's used to doing that because he has to buy lots of things for me. So I don't end up paying silly prices for things in the market where there are no price tags. So my friend negotiated the price of my land and struck the deal for me. Then once the deal has been struck, I pop up and just look at the expression of the seller's faces. And that makes my day. Once I purchased the land, the next thing I had to do was to then go and see the chief with the previous land owner. And together we explained to the chief that the land had changed hands. There was a form to fill in with our details on the form and the chief then had to sign the form and put his official chief stamp on the form, which signifies that the land is authorised to be sold and I am authorised to buy the land. This system is also in place to stop people selling the same land many times over, something else which I have seen in other countries and it used to happen in Malawi. But not anymore. If a chief authorises the sale of the same plot of land more than once, the land registry find out about that and the chief then has to account for his behaviour and if that fraud is proven, the chief will go to prison. So in Malawi, land is sold once and once only and there is a rigid paperwork system you have to complete to make sure of this. Otherwise, the land is not officially yours. So, my friend and I completed my paperwork and paid the fee to the chief for authorising the sale. Again, the fee I could have paid would have been based on my being from the UK or USA. But I let my friend do all the talking and I just sat there looking at the sky like I don't understand. So the chief wouldn't pay me no mind. And this worked. My friend managed to get my fee reduced by 40% and I was happy with that. The next thing I then had to do was to register my ownership of my land with the land registry. So again, first of all, I sent my friend down to the land registry and he's talking like he's buying the land. But he talks about we so that the land registry know they're dealing with two people. The land registry set a price that we were happy with and he came away, picked me up and then we went to the land registry again together. And again, you see the look on their faces because they know they've been had because I look very different. But equally, They know that they can't really protest because I'm an African and that means they don't want to be shown up trying to make money off me. They don't mind doing it if it's just me and them, but in front of other Malawians, they can feel ashamed really quickly. So they just keep quiet. So we took the authorised paperwork that we got from the chief to the land registry and then they came out to my plot and took the GPS measurements, which they will now use to give me a map of the size and shape and location of my land. And I will have an official registration of my land in the land registry, showing that I am the rightful owner or the eternal leaser of that particular plot of land. Again, I had to pay for this service. 
because I let my friend negotiate the price for me, we managed to get the price reduced by, wait for it, 68% of the total cost that I would have been charged. If I had gone to the land registry myself and spoken to them in English, 68%. All I could say to my friend was, wow. So once your land registry fee is paid, the registry team came out, took the measurements, and then I'll get a call from them with the official paperwork ready for me to collect. If you want to see what that paperwork looks like, and you want to follow the house build that will be taking place next year, you'll need to join my private Facebook page where I'll be sharing all this private information and answering any questions you have about maybe buying land yourself in another country or registering land. I have lots of people that live in different African countries and different Caribbean countries, and so this is information that is readily available. If you want to join my Facebook group, you'll also find that link at the bottom of the show notes for this episode. So once I get my official papers, I will then be able to call the builders to my land and they will put official concrete boundary beacons with my initials on the beacons so everyone will know that they are standing on or looking at my land. I'll post a picture of what a boundary beacon looks like so you know what to look out for. And then when my official boundary beacon is put in place, I'll show you a picture of it on my social media pages with my initials on my land. But the key message I want to bring you in this week's episode is that your side hustle doesn't have to make you loads of money right at the start. No, The key here is to do something little and often. And because you are side hustling on something you love, this won't feel like a chore. It will feel like you are doing something truly liberating. Because when you're working on something you love, it doesn't feel like work. And the money you make when you start side hustling, if you keep that money in a separate account and just watch it grow then you can do something specific with that money to mark the fact that you are working to liberate yourself from your current life so you can live your best life how you want to live it. Whether that's in an African country or a Caribbean country or a different Western country or just being at home having control of all of the hours of your day. The key thing is that you're living the life the way you want to live it. And you also have the freedom to spend your day doing what you want, when you want. That's what living your best life in Africa is all about. For me, the focus was on living my best life in Africa because I wanted to spend every day in a hot country. I've achieved that And now my side hustle has bought my land. I want you to have faith in yourself that you can do this too. So if you feel ready to make that start, click the coaching program link in the show notes for this episode and take that first step. I guarantee that you won't regret it. You've been listening to the Living Your Best Life in Africa podcast 
My name is Dr. Asha, and for this week's episode, I'm 